Does cancel culture undermine freedom of speech or is it the necessary consequence of exercising that freedom irresponsibly? If you remember those news a few years ago or a few months ago, there's this mob mentality. Was it TikTok or something? Zesties, welcome back to another episode of the Gleeful Talk Show, where we share zesty stories to cultivate the happiness and hero within and out. I'm your host, Glee, and today we're diving into the stormy sea of cancel culture. We'll be exploring how it holds individuals and institutions accountable, all while considering the tangled web it weaves with the concept of freedom of speech. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. In this show, we talk about personal development, experiences, society, and culture. And if these are the topics that you are interested in, then please stay tuned and hit that subscribe button. In this episode, I'll be sharing my thoughts to dissect the impact and controversies that surround cancel culture. So let's kick things off by defining the two main players in this narrative. That's cancel culture and accountability. Cancel culture, the phenomenon of withdrawing support due to perceived offenses, often claims the spotlight in headlines. It's a form of social pressure that demands accountability from those in the limelight. I found myself both intrigued and wary of cancel culture. On one hand, it's important to hold people accountable for their actions, right? On the other hand, the speed at which these judgments are passed often leaves me wondering if there's room for growth and redemption. And Zesties, it becomes clear that it wields a double-edged sword, right? On one side, it serves as a powerful tool or powerful catalyst for change, particularly in amplifying the voices of marginalized communities that have been silenced for too long. Personally, I find the potential for positive change through cancel culture remarkable in a way. It empowers those who have been historically unheard to demand accountability and push for social transformation. However, this is a double-edged sword that cuts through both ways. There are concerns about the haste with which judgments are often passed without fully considering the nuances of a situation. This lack of nuance can hinder the opportunity for genuine growth and understanding. I found myself questioning whether cancel culture actually allows room for personal growth and education, and can people really change if they are instantly labeled and shunned, right? This is where the complexities of cancel culture come to the forefront. One of the pros for cancel culture is being a catalyst for change, as I mentioned earlier, and it often emerges as a response to individuals or institutions who have caused harm, perpetuated injustices, or acted insensitively. In such cases, it can serve as a rallying cry for marginalized communities giving them a platform to demand change and justice. And cancel culture has historically played a role in amplifying the voices of those who have been silenced for too long, and it brings attention to issues that might otherwise go unnoticed. 
This aspect of cancel culture highlights its potential to hold individuals and institutions accountable for their actions, creating a sense of urgency for them to reflect, apologize, and make amends. And while the pursuit of accountability is vital, there are concerns about cancel culture's tendency to jump to conclusions without considering the nuances of a situation and with the onset of social media, the news or whatever type of real or not, it, it travels much faster than a blink of an eye, right? So people are fed with information in a very fast pace without being able to reflect on those information given to them. And that's the speed at which judgments are rendered can sometimes lead to hasty decisions that lack a complete understanding of the context. And as I mentioned earlier, because of social media, news travel faster and people don't have time to reflect about the situation, you know, like unlike the olden times, right? Like where you have time to reflect. But right now, we are just fed with information in a very fast pace and it tends. I'm, I'm not saying that it is an effect of or a result of, but it, we just tend to make hasty decisions because of the information traveling faster, internet and whatnot. And yes, I found myself questioning whether cancel culture allows room for personal growth and education. And can people truly change if they are instantly labeled and shunned? So it is quite tricky, isn't it? And this is where the complexities of cancel culture come to the forefront. Striking the right balance between accountability and allowing room for personal growth is a challenge we all face when examining cancel culture. From my perspective, cancel culture's potency as an agent of change is undeniable. It has initiated conversations about crucial issues and prompted self-reflection in those who have caused harm. Yet, the rapid judgments it often fosters can also stifle productive dialogue, isn't it? Shutting down opportunities for learning and transformation. And as I mentioned earlier, Zesty's social media, the megaphone of modern times, has amplified the reach and speed of cancel culture. It's where outrage and support spread like wildfire sometimes leading to mob mentality. If you remember those news a few years ago or a few months ago, there's this mob mentality that kind of like, I don't, was it TikTok or something? Something like that, if you kind of remember that to, to my millennial zesties. <laughs> you and I have seen this firsthand how social media can become a breeding ground for polarized opinions. To rush to judgment is fueled by the buzz of trending hashtags and viral posts. It's a reminder that critical thinking and context are essential in the age of digital discourse. And the age-old debate, Zesties, does cancel culture undermine freedom of speech or is it the necessary consequence of exercising that freedom irresponsibly? The line between freedom of speech and accountability is a delicate one. We should recognize that accountability doesn't necessarily infringe on the right to express opinions. It emphasizes that the responsibility that comes with that expression. So that means that freedom of speech, I would have to say that it's not ultimate freedom wherein you can just 
talk whatever you want, trash whatever you want because you have that type of freedom. You need to also be responsible to what you are saying, to what you do, and in whatever thing in life, you need to have that responsibility because you are given, I mean, I'm not going to go biblical here, but we are stewards of what God has given us, not the freedom of speech, but the, the ability to speak even. So I'm not going to go biblical. That's maybe on a different episode. But that's what I was going for as SDs. And as I ponder the intersection of these two fundamental aspects of society, I'm reminded that fostering open dialogue is crucial. While cancel culture aims to ensure accountability, we must also ensure that the space for constructive discourse remains intact. And Zesties, as we continue to grapple with the implications of cancel culture, it's essential to approach it with a nuanced perspective. Accountability doesn't always necessitate immediate consequences. Rather, it can involve education, conversation, and an open door to redemption. And I guess the problem nowadays is Perhaps, I'm not saying, but this is just my opinion. Perhaps a lot of people are being too sensitive. There is sensitive and then there is also overly sensitive in a way that you cannot even give constructive criticism. You cannot even have open dialogue just because, you know, they get easily offended for whatever reason. So it, it works both ways. So again, there needs to be a nuanced discourse. In terms of freedom of expression, in terms of cancel culture, it's not going to be black and white and there's no like ultimate thing, utopia or whatever. So yes, I believe that we should seek ways to combine the call for accountability with a genuine effort to understand the context of each situation. After all, the human experience is complex and we're all capable of growth and change. So Zesties, as we wrap up this episode of the double-edged sword of cancel culture, remember that this phenomenon isn't just black and white. It's a complex landscape with shades of gray that demand thoughtful consideration. Thank you so much for joining me in this journey through the depths of cancel culture and its impact. And as we move forward, let's try for a more nuanced discourse, one that recognizes the power of accountability while leaving room for empathy and transformation. So there you have it, Zesties. If you find this segment thought-provoking, please don't hesitate to subscribe to The Gleeful Talk Show wherever you get your podcast. And if you'd like to support the show, I have a tip jar down on the episode notes where you can give me a cup of coffee or two. Big shout-out to our Zesties who are keeping me caffeinated. So our ongoing discussions aim to untangle the threads of complex societal issues as well as personal development and experiences. And thank you so much, Zesties, for tuning in to this episode. As we conclude this episode, please remember that our journey continues beyond this moment. Follow me on social media. That's at Gleeful Talk Show on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And I'll see you next week. Thanks. <laughs>